What's going on, guys? Welcome to Tim and Nick's Comic Book Picks One Shot. We're here today to talk about the review that everybody has been waiting for. Two white guys in the Midwest talking about Black Panther. As Nick's over there, I got a little, I got a little wallabies in my in my teeth. Yeah, they're real good. I would say that Australian licorice is the best form of licorice. No doubt in my mind that Wallabies Australian licorice. My dad will know what we're talking about. He he he's the one who introduced me to this shit. Oh, Back by the way, I'm not Nick. I'm Michael Paladoris. Who the hell's Michael Paladoris? Squints Paladoris from Sandlot. <laughs> That's a deep pull. <laughs> I don't think I can name anybody by name on sound from the Sandlot. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you though. What about your dad and Wallabies? He introduced me to it. He's the pres- president and CEO of Wallabies Candies. He should be because it's the best. It's be- I wish he was because number one, that means that we would. I wouldn't probably be here. I'd be living in Australia. And number two, I'd also be the heir to the best licorice around. Wallabies. Would you send me free licorice? I wouldn't know you. Yeah, that's true. Some you wouldn't know a peon like me, <laughs> Michael Paladoris. There's an alter- alternate reality where my dad's the CEO and an operator of Wallabies Red Licorice, and I'm living in Australia, just living the dream. There's an Australian Tim. <laughs> probably. Crikey. <laughs> well then, good day, mate. Put another shrimp on the barbie. So what were we talking about? Black Panther. Um, nice. Basically, you know, at this point, we're probably not going to say anything that anything that you haven't already heard about Black Panther. It's been out, what, two weeks? Been I'm excited to see it. To see it? Yeah. Just haven't kidding. Seen it. I, saw it. <laughs> I saw it. It's uh number one movie two weeks in a row, looking like it's going to be th- three Making yeah. just like boatloads of cash. We were talking about because I was like, "Why is this a February release?" But we talked um, about it on the spring movie preview. Go back and listen because yeah. nobody did. Yeah, <laughs> but if you can find it in that hot mess, right. you'll know we talked about that. And it, like, it didn't really, you know, I it wouldn't have mattered if it had a, a good movie going up against it. I don't know if it did or not. It still would have been the number one movie. I agree. I, th- I think that it 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 would. Well, done- February is Black History Month. Maybe maybe yeah, that's part of why they did it. That's actually probably a good. Point. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. But yeah, like we were talking about it um, in the movie preview, it didn't have any competition. But even if it did, it'd probably still make the shit ton of money that it is. It's now the third highest grossing Marvel movie. So think of that. I mean, mm, behind what? Uh, I think Avengers one and two. Okay. Or it it might have was... been Avengers and like Iron Man three. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's doing awesome. It's doing awesome. I mean. We'll get into it. Like, there's a lot of reasons I think why it's doing so good, and I think it deserves to be. I mean, there's there's a lot shittier Marvel movies than this that have probably made. You know, I'm glad that there's not like a worse movie that has made more money. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I don't. I actually, admittedly, as I've admitted on this podcast, I haven't seen a lot of these movies. Like, I haven't seen Doctor Strange still. Doctor Strange is that what it was? Yeah. Called? Yeah. And and uh, actually, I don't think I've seen one of the Avengers movies. Avengers two, probably second one. Yeah. So you know what? I I wouldn't say that like Marvel movies were getting into a bit of a rut, but maybe I will. I don't know. Personally, I didn't really like Doctor Strange that much. I didn't love Ant Man. I thought they were getting to be a little samey, a little bland. Yeah. And like in my opinion, this came and like kind of knocked it out of the park and really. Flip, flip yeah. the genre on its head. You like the genre for the popcorn aspect, like the entertainment aspect. Right. And we've talked about before because I know that like sometimes you like to kind of keep the social commentary like at an arm's length. Yeah, at a minimum. Right. And 
And I've disagreed with you on that before, right? And so obviously this movie has a lot of that. And how did you feel? Like, did you feel like it fit well with the movie? I don't, or? I don't think that you could have had this movie without the social commentary. Yeah. It would have felt weird if it didn't have it, if that makes sense. Like, you know, to have this kind of movie that mm-hmm. not have a social commentary aspect to it would have felt worse than anything it could. No. And I think everything it did was done. But perfect. they could have done it like bad. Like, yeah. Or they just like put it in there a little bit, but we're kind of tiptoeing around it. One of the things that I appreciated about it was that they like they didn't tiptoe around. Like it was like it wasn't ham fisted like oh, we're talking about this. It was like a good story that it was woven into and it made sense. Like the whole idea of like his struggle with well, he has this technology. Should he use it to like, you know, essentially liberate other like countries in Africa, black people around the world, which is what his cousin wanted to do, right? right. And he struggled with that and then eventually realized like, well, no, because then he's just as bad as like what they refer to as colonizers or people that did that, you know, to yeah. their countries around them before and thought they did a good job like melding that into the story. But they didn't hold back at all. Right. That's so real quick, spoilers obviously if you're here and you haven't seen Black Panther, I don't know what you're doing here. Nobody's going to like listen to a Black Panther review without seeing it. So spoilers all around. We're going to, there's a couple like key topics that we want to talk about, but we're not going to really go into the plot. We're not going to like, you know. You think if people Google like Black Panther podcast, <laughs> Tim and Nick's <laughs> pops up. Maybe if we hashtag it right, maybe if we give it the right, right, uh, right tags. Hmm. We gotta look into that because we are easily the most underqualified guys <laughs> talking about this movie. Yeah, maybe we'll start it off, and you've already kind of hit on some of the points is about how this felt different than other Marvel movies. Yeah, and I think it felt different in a really good way. Yeah, it felt fresh. Is why it felt different. I'd say like we talk a lot about what types of movies the Marvel movies are, right? So like, here's an espionage movie. Here's a like a well, I can't think of any other examples outside of it. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Right. Like, I mean, yeah. Like the heist movie. Like uh, yeah. Ant-Man was like a heist movie. And like, there, thank you. Yes. Yeah. This felt like James Bond to me. Yeah. With like with like his sister, Shuri. Yeah, she was like Q and had all the gadgets. And like he's like basically the top uh, counter like assassin type guy for this nation. But that was intentional. Like the director came out and said like he was trying to kind of invoke that a bit. In the casino scene where the whole casino, yeah, they're all looking like slick as hell and they're like suits and stuff like coming in, like it felt very James Bond. And he did, he said that's what he was like going for as a director. He wanted to be a James Bond aspect to it. Yeah, I, I think overall, too, like the writing was really good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, they tied in, there weren't any like plot holes. There was like one that I can't remember off the top of my head now that I noticed, but for the most part, like they tied everything back. It's a tight story for sure. Yeah. Nice and tight story. And and that all the Marvel movies have been pretty much like that, except for like the bigger storyline in the Marvel movies, like the Tesseract like the or I'm sorry, the Infinity Stone thing. It's kind of loosey goosey almost like they're just pulling it back together now. I think this one didn't really have a lot of that in it or at all that i noticed so i wasn't thinking about that so it made it as a more like standalone movie so to your point it just felt like it felt like it could have been in any marvel universe now i know it was tied in with his dad dying to the other to civil war and everything but 
That's what I thought. What it was like a it, it was an origin story without having to get bogged down on into like an origin, if that makes sense. So it was an origin story a bit. You had a lot of origin aspects, but it wasn't like here's how he gets all his powers and here's <clears throat> his things because you already were introduced to the character through Civil War. So you weren't going in blind. People know who he was. You know who, who yeah. Black Panther was? Yeah, but it was literally his origin story. It was, yeah. Like, it was. It was an origin movie. But it was done in a world where he was already established. So it wasn't the first time we've ever seen him. Yeah. And I think being familiar with him in that way mm-hmm. led to having the, the, the writers and everything get to have a little bit more freedom. Because, like, we learned stuff about, like, how that heart, the heart plant is really like a big source of his powers. That whole that whole beginning sequence, what did you think about that? You don't see that much in Marvel movies. What what beginning sequence? With like the where they were explaining like what Wakanda is and why Wakanda is isolated and the first Black Panther. Oh, it was like a It's like an intro. Yeah, it was like it was like an intro. Um no, yeah, I mean, I, you needed to set so people knew. But they Marvel think about it. When was Marvel doesn't really do that i think the last time they kind of did that was in thor maybe i don't know i don't think thor really had an intro yeah i don't i don't really know what why you would need to do that except for maybe like in the last thor like the battle planet you might need to explain i heard i read that this that was done like the the whole intro like that was actually done pretty late in the game because it was starting to go through test screenings oh and people like weren't understanding stuff so they put that that intro the oh game. that's good yeah i mean I liked it. I thought it was cool. I knew it was like a secret country, but I didn't really know the basis of the, the technology. Wise. Right. I think that another the me- thing. The, what's that metal? Vibranium. Vibranium crashing into Earth. Yep. That was cool. I also liked the music. The music was. Yeah, music's was really great good. in this. And no other Marvel movies. That's one thing they've never done is like, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess, they don't tie in like... Oh, are you talking about the actual like, like the Kendrick Lamar like yeah. songs? Like those are good too. I, I thought that the soundtrack was good. Though. That too. Like even like the, the, like the, the symphonic stuff throughout it was really yeah. good. Like it, it, it was, I think, way better than a lot of other Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, I can hear the song in my head or the kind of like sounds that they make, but I can't really think of what they were in Novik Avengers. I've been listening to like Kendrick Lamar, the, the, that Black Panther album, yeah, before and after it. It's really good. It's like it's good music, and I can't remember a soundtrack for to a movie that I was looking forward to before a movie, maybe ever. I mean, yeah, can you think of like a soundtrack to a movie that coming into a movie you were like, I've already listened to a soundtrack. No. <laughs> Besides no. The, the Batman and Robin soundtrack that had Bone Thugs and Harmony on it. Oh, love me <laughs> Bone Thugs. I only listened to it on the first of the month. The Bone Thugs. Never mind. That was a Bone Thugs joke. <laughs> a deep cut Bone Thugs the joke. The Thugs joke. The only, uh, I owned both the Batman Forever and the Batman and Robin soundtracks. On tape? CD. Pff, you guys were rich. Yeah, you had a CD player back then? Kiss from a Rose? We actually did too. But the only, the first, what was the first CD you ever had? Like as a family, do you remember? I don't. Ours was the Top Gun soundtrack. I mean, I was like, my parents had already had a bunch of CDs like before the time I already had. I mean, I was probably like five. I don't remember. Do you remember what your first VHS was? Probably a Disney flick. Ours was E.T., the extraterrestrial, for those of you that (laughs) 
<laughs> for those who are not in the know, ET stands for extra. I used to watch that all the time, and then uh, my grandma once was. She always tells a story that she was babysitting me, and she's like wanted to put me to bed, and I was watching ET, and I was like, "No, grandma, ET's not home yet." <laughs> It's a long movie. I really nice. only watch it because the guy says penis breath, and I thought that. Was <laughs> you don't watch it for the Reese Pieces. Reese Pieces kind of freaked me out in that because I I don't know I'm not really like someone who's like super anal about stuff cleaning and stuff. But <laughs> when he puts the Reese's Pieces on the floor, I was I was like, what a waste! Like they're gonna get dirty. Fun fact. It just bothered me. Did you know that Reese Pieces were created for the movie ET? I don't believe it. It's true because M- they wanted to use M and M's, but M and M's wouldn't let them. So they then they went to Hershey and, and Reese's like, all right, we'll make Reese's, Reese's pieces. pieces are way better than M and M's. So much better, so good. But I call them Reese's pieces. But I but I do know people that call them Reese's pieces. I think I say Reese's pieces. I, I, I have friends that say that. <laughs> we too. can't go down this crayon 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 rabbit hole again. You're right. <laughs> we, we need to get back on back black, on track. The Black Panther beat. Yeah. So. Music, liked it. Did you see way- that, what I said there? Beat. I got you. Music. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I thought about music. It's a good transition. Thanks. So I, I think that we, we kind of covered adequately, like, why, not not only because, it was also different, obviously, because it was an all-black cast with a black hero and people, not only that, but, like, black talent behind the camera as well, director, writers, like, in sure. and all, that all really showed in, in a really good way. That's created, like some buzz for it obviously and but it's not like a novelty you know what i mean like it wasn't like right they did the, the way it came off was just it's just a good movie and it just the characters were done really well the acting was good and then on top of all that the writing was really good and that was most important to me i would say that this movie was good not great as far as a movie but probably great as far as a superhero movie i think that's fair i think yeah. that's really fair i mean and it wasn't too long. Finally, no, it was tight. It, that's really tight. It all yeah. about, it was real nice and like it wasn't like three hours long. There wasn't like well, there was kind of a, like a crappy CGI. Yeah, we'll talk about ending. that. There's definitely some. I'm with you. There's definitely some things that I wasn't like super keen on. Um, I will say that I think it makes like movies like Justice League and like other bad superhero movies look even worse. Okay, though. I was. I was trying to like block this out while I was watching the movie because I just wanted to watch the movie and enjoy it. But I kept thinking to myself, like, why is DC so bad? <laughs> like, like, why are they so bad? Why can they not? Why can't they do this? Like, it's just a good movie. Like, why? It does. It didn't even like I said have to be connected to. You didn't have like a Tony Stark cameo. Right. Thankfully, you didn't need it. You had. Uh, you had Everett Ross. The, the yeah. One, yeah. The one white guy in the movie. Did you Two see, white guys. Did you see the meme that was like yeah. about, because they're both in Lord of the Rings, so Tolkien. it said they're Tolkien white guys? Yep. I thought that was pretty funny. That was awesome. But you, and you had um, Stan Lee was like the only guy that's like cameoed. Right. And I really appreciated that because I didn't need like the gimmick of like, oh, it's connected. Oh, there's like, oh, there's um Chris evans like there's boy. one of the chris's yeah <laughs> I, I had to think for a second i was like chris evans yeah there's literally three of them uh, um you know what those cause and it i think it's because of like where it takes place it seems to take place right after civil war right like right after the events yeah. of civil war um at that point like the one question i had though this i want to ask you about this my friend timmy asked me about this where's cat because who? Captain America. Okay. Because 
presumably, isn't he hiding in Wakanda? He is hiding the whole time. Actually, if you pay really close attention in the battle scene, he's like, he's like peeking out behind a rock. Well, that's the thing. That's a good question because like Bucky was there. If where I guess Cap was like a lot of people that could have participated in that battle. Like where were they? Bucky, I get. Did you want them there though? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't but yeah. for like practicality reasons, like if you had to have Captain America or a badass Rhino, what one would you have chosen? But wouldn't like from from a practicality perspective, Black Panther's like, hey man, uh, I'm gonna go into like battle. That mountain guy, like Umbaku, he might come, but you mind like heading out there and Dude, like, yeah. <laughs> like you knew out. Umbaku was gonna come. He was gonna make it. Like when he's like, no, I'm not gonna help you, and there's like every person. In the theater, watching okay, that, it's like, man, yeah. yo, okay, yeah, wink, we'll wink. Right. I love that guy. He's like actually Mbaku my second awesome. favorite character. Umbaku? Yeah. Dude, he was he was great. I just like the whole like aesthetic of his like that fifth tribe, like the mountain tribe and stuff. Yeah. So in the comics, he's like a he's like a man, like a gorilla, like man gorilla. I guess. So I guess they were supposed to be like the gorilla tribe, right? But I thought it's like a white gorilla. It made me think more of like like wolves. Yeah. Or like, do you know what a kobold is? They're like the monsters that are like kind of wolf-like, but they like can walk like... Is that the thing from Rampage? Kind of, yeah. That, <laughs> like, like that's what they look like with like, their mask on. I wolves thought that's with like, like, like mountain wolves or something. That, they were my favorite character, though. And I liked, actually, probably, like, I liked the scene where they fight at the waterfall. Me too. And I didn't hear what Forrest Whitaker's character said the first time. So I didn't know when he drank Just, that stuff that it makes him like, like weak, not like the normal. Black Panther. Right. So I was like... Big surprise um, you couldn't hear something that Forrest Whitaker was saying. <laughs> the whole time I was watching that, I was like, um, why is... Uh, what's his name from Rogue One in this movie? <laughs> why is Forrest Whitaker not able to speak normal in movies? He, he had the same acting and voice as he did in Rogue I One. I know. And like it was the same both character. awful. Like... Yeah. He was horrible in Rogue One. Were you sad when he gets killed though? Not no really. <laughs> so I didn't know that he didn't have the power. Then he's gonna he's like, anyone who wants to challenge me can challenge me. I'm like, well that's really fair. You got the black yeah, panther. Yeah, like what well, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah. But then the but second, then the second time, time around. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I will say maybe this would be a good time to kind of like transition like what we like, what we didn't like. I something you always say about comic movies which i typically disagree with is that i i always like the action i actually liked everything but the action in this for the most part that could be part of what made this a good movie because it's like the story was good the action is just like filler i agree like it was really blurry the cgi and that i think the cgi was horrible in almost all occasions yeah, it was not good. I, the the fight scene in the casino, that, I, c- I couldn't really see what was going on. It was cool, but and I didn't see three D either. I saw just I saw two D as well. Yeah. yeah, it was really blurry. That wasn't too bad. Like when Michonne, the girl the, is Michonne, who is one of the uh, the guards. What are those guards called? Um, uh, are you talking about Akoi? Yeah, Akoi. When she was like swinging around that stick and stuff, those like, guards are sweet. I know, <laughs> super sweet. Yeah, the spear. Which I, while I think of it, I just want to mention like. The only, that was like the only kitschy joke in this movie. Really? Oh, there was a couple. There's there a couple of kitschy couple. jokes. You're right. There jokes were did not. That's another thing I didn't really like. I think some of the jokes were not very good. I I felt like, I felt like there's been too many in movies lately, like with the last Star Wars, Ugh. and I actually didn't mind it in Thor because I thought it fit, but in Thor, 
I didn't. I felt like they didn't have as many in this one, but I know there was the sneakers joke. That was bad. Like the what are those? <laughs> I laughed at that. Uh, I mean, but the uh, spear. Where he's like, uh, put your spear in the trunk. Like, yeah, that was funny, and it fit with the scene and the characters. I think that some of the humor is was. I don't know. I think it was just as bad as some of the other Marvel stuff late recently. I will say I don't think it was better. I think it was just as bad as some of the other stuff. The other thing about the sneakers is why did they never get to like use them? I just you know like when they say like if you put a gun on like the table in a scene you have to use it yeah well if you're gonna like show us some really cool sneakers that make it so no one can hear them at least like they should have had a scene where he was like sneaking around because of the sneakers that's what I thought yeah Yeah. I agree because they definitely used his like kinetic suit thing a lot yeah constantly like that one scene he's like getting beat up by by the rhino so he's like charging it up and then all he does is like blow like I thought he was gonna do something cool like. Like, make a cliff fall or something. So, like, the kinetic suit thing, what I didn't care for is that there was no consistency in the powers. Like, yeah, you know, that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, it's like, so it's like, um, so he could take all these bullets and then stop a not even consistent. Well, I guess he did have like some like kind of cool like strategy with it, like when he did stop the car, right? But that wasn't as cool as when is it Akayu? Okay, when she throws the spear through the car, I know, and was, it crashes. That's that was so sick. Sweet. I know. Did so, you did you like Claw? Not really. I thought he was a good bad guy, like evil, like he, he like his the acting. He was like just a freaking crazy guy. So I thought he was like a little over the top. Like when he was in that yeah, room singing maybe. like "What Is Love." You didn't like that. I, I just really like that song. Maybe I'm just too close to that song. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was I don't know. You're just jealous because you own the your family's. You're an heir to the Wallaby Australian candy, <laughs> it's and true. your accent is as good as his. His is his like, acting accent. I think you're right. Maybe he is Australian. I don't know. I don't. I didn't hate him. I didn't. I did. I liked him more in like Avengers Two. I thought you were gonna say uh, as Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> I liked. I really liked. Um, what's his, Andy Serkis's work as Gollum much more than Claw. I think some of it. It was okay. I. I I didn't hate him. I didn't. I, I was fine with him. You know what I mean? Like he didn't like do anything like over the top. It didn't blow me away. He was just, I was just fine with Claw. So when he died, I was a little shocked though. I was a little like, oh shit! Like, okay, worse or better actor in this movie, Andy Serkis or Michael B. Jordan? So let's let's all right. Let's talk about Michael B. Jordan, the villain, right? Yeah, I think that. There's a lot of good there. Like, I think that the, and we can get into the good, but some of the lines just like didn't click for me. I don't know what it was. They were kind of cheesy. Yeah. And I just don't think he like pulled it off. I I don't know. I know he's getting a lot of love online. Everyone thinks he's like the greatest. We're going to get freaking slaughtered for saying we don't like him. Well, it's not. I like the villain and like how it was developed. I think that is great. Agreed. And we've talked about that in this podcast before. Like, I like when they give them a reason for being like doing like they're not necessarily bad guys. They are, but it's like they have a, a reason why to believe why they that what they're doing is right. Mm-hmm. Very well written, very timely written, and very like accessible character for that right. point. But I just felt like some of his lines like came off like the timing wasn't wasn't quite right or or. It just didn't fit well. It was just cheesy. That I don't know. So I'm with. I, I agree. I think that like I think that the there was some real like peaks and valleys in his performance because like when he was having when he took the heart shape 
whatever the heart shape drink and then got buried and he had like he went to the spiritual plane and he met his dad yes like that scene was really good like yes. he was like through the roof acting on that like his acting was unbelievable thank you yes and that's what i mean like but then the scenes when he like becomes king yeah he just seems to be like hamming it up and it's like i'm and i and i was like thinking like well where's the actor that like did these other scenes and like when he like certain things like when you say like burn them all like stuff like that i'm just like it could have ah, that could be the directing too maybe like they, they didn't like cut away from him fast enough or they didn't like edit around it well so he so he's like waiting for the scene to end after he says it and it's just like this like just a little bit too long too a pause long. yeah some of the scenes he like some of the lines he delivered when they were having their waterfall fight i thought didn't quite land yep. um all in all Look, I think we're like making like we're cherry. We're definitely like nitpicking that because the I, makeup was cool on him. Yeah, I think, and I think so. All it, those little bumps are supposed to be people he killed. Yeah, I, so he killed like ten thousand people. That, that was that was the <laughs> gist, and I was like, at first I thought it was just like a few on his arm, and then he takes his shirt off, and he looks like he's just like everywhere. I was like, oh man, this oh, boy, guy, this guy, he's killed a lot of people, <laughs> lots of people. Uh, oh no, we're definitely nitpicking him. I think. Like Michael B. Jordan, because I think all... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the acting from um, uh, Chadwick Boseman was really good, so you're trying to stand so, up next to that. But some people are like some people are feeling the exact opposite of this, because some people don't think he did. He was that great. They thought he was like a little wooden and not very char- charismatic. The scenes where he goes to the ancestral plane, I thought were really good. I did, too. And, like... I mean, you need T'Challa. T'Challa was supposed to be, like, noble and wise. Like, he, I think that he really fit that that mold like very well what's what's the uncle's name unjabu unjobu yeah he was good sterling k brown yeah which is crazy first of all the cast in general is crazy it's like an all-star cast even we were talking about like behind the camera donald glover did work on the script really yeah that's right so like i think it's pretty cool like that you could get sterling k brown who just won an emmy to do like a throwaway role basically think about that you know yeah. what i mean like it, it and even force whitaker right force whitaker is like a background character which i guess that's kind of what he does now he just does the same character that, vo- <laughs> that voice he does just like it sounds exactly the same as his character in rogue one and his mom who's his mom um is a really good actress as well force whitaker's mom no no to charlie k brown to charlie's mom the queen um Oh, what's her name? I can't forget. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just—it's an all-star cast. Yeah. It's an awesome ensemble. So it's tough too. Like I liked his sister. Yes. Latisha right? She's standout for sure. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> better than this, but do you remember? Um, and I'm not a big fan of this actress. Actually, she was in the first Thor movie, or maybe the second uh, one. Since she was in Parks and Rec. No, she was in that that two girls in a waitress show or whatever, right? Oh, that's a different one. Kate I thought Dennings. it was the like, woman from Parks and Rec. Kate Dennings. But do you remember like people thought like, oh, she was funny in this, like, and, and like she was like kind of funny in the first Thor, and then in the second Thor, she was insufferable. Yeah, I'm not comparing Latisha <laughs> right, but I'm saying like her that like the like kind of comedic foil is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. The like, kind of like co- like comedy lightness that she had, like. The brother, it created that brother sister relationship, yeah. which was like one of my favorite parts of this movie. I know, it was really good, and yeah, she's awesome in it. I don't know if you watch Black Mirror, but she was the main actress in the last episode of Black Mirror this season. Killed it, and then she was awesomeness. She's gonna, 
I mean, I think that they would be mistaken to not use her more in Marvel movies. I mean, in the comics, Siri becomes the Black Panther at one point. Like, even to go down that track, like, dude, just go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was, she was really funny. She was good. So I think, talk the, the go back to the Killmonger a little bit. I do think that, I know we were not like huge on certain parts of, of Michael B. Jordan's acting, but I think the way that they set him up as a villain to basically be the opposite of T'Challa. So T'Challa is coming from privilege. T'Challa is the prince, Wakandan royalty. And then he is a kid that grew up in Oakland. And to have that, yeah. that dynamic was was really good. Super good. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. I liked his character was like how T'Challa could decide to how he could make his decision. Because what he realized through his story was like, he'd always looked up to his dad and thought his dad like knew what was best. So when he became king and went to the ancestral plane, you know, he's like, I got to ask my dad, like what I should do here. And then like everyone else in the world, he's going through that life moment. where He realized like, Oh, my parent is not infallible. It's not the smartest person in the world. They make mistakes too. Obviously killed his, his uncle left his cousin there and tried to hide it. Right. But that was just, the thing that his dad did that made him realize that, oh, maybe he didn't know what was best for the world by hiding the technology. So you couldn't have told that, that decision-making story without having Michael B. Jordan's character, right, Eric Killmonger, in, in there. So it was super important. And so I'm not saying I didn't like the character. I thought it was a good bad guy, and I thought it drove the story. I just am saying... Couple of scenes, I was. Like, I totally agree. I agree. Yeah. There's definitely, there, like you said, I think, per, I think inconsistency in performance. I think a lot. Of but I, li- but I liked, I liked, um, I just, I liked how they had this story, like, like you said, the two opposites, like the rich kind of prince who had everything for him. But the interesting thing is, so he ends up being the one that ends up making the right choice. You know, I the, guess. So a little bit of Killmonger, but also uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Think about her. She was a big influence on that too. Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning she was out and she was in Nigeria, I think like helping those, those women that were kidnapped. And she's like, I'll come back for your crowning ceremony, but I got to get back out there. Cause she was under the belief that like, we shouldn't be isolated. Like we shouldn't be isolated. We should be out there helping people helping our yeah do you country. remember what was like Chichala's reasoning for not backing her because that's just the way it always has been he's yeah. like we we because he he was afraid of what would happen the whole th- the whole thing is that we're afraid of what the world would do if they do find our technology and then they get their hands on everything which they should rightfully <laughs> so right yeah, yeah. right and Except they now they're kind of screwed because what's his name they knows Oh, I was gonna say Edgar, not Edgar, right? Who's the who's the the CIA guy? He knows Edward everything. Ross. Yeah, but at the end, so you didn't stay for the post credit scenes, which I can't believe you didn't, dude. You had to wait for the whole like. I go to bed at like nine o'clock. It's already nine fifteen. <laughs> I gotta walk home from the theater. It's about a mile. Like, I'm ready to so go. So the mid credit scene was basically a play off of Iron Man, where he's at the UN and he he's like, "We are going to give our." technology to the world and some guy like some like white guy from germany was like what he's like what could you offer your third world country like what are you talking about and then he just like smirks and then it cuts 
And then does that means like, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like very Iron Man. Like that's what Iron Man did. Remember he came out and he's like, I am Iron Man. So that, and then the, the second one was Bucky. You should have turned around like, all right, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. We can give you some. I liked items. how they did it. I liked how they did it in the movie. It was like, we're going to use like our wealth and technology to like better this block in Oakland, say. By yeah, the building. but so there's gonna have to be some limits to this, right? Like, like what? Well, yeah, not everyone can have the power of Wakanda. I know, well, that's the crazy. We would also like, have like, but but they did say in the movie, like, look, the one of the elders I think said, like, technology is catching up to us. Eventually, it'll catch up to us anyway. No, that was a dude from Get Out that said that. A dude from Get Out. Oh, m- m- um. His buddy, uh, Umba, not Umbaku, uh, no. Wakabi. Wakabi, yeah, I liked him. He's he's a, he was my guy. first favorite character, actually. You like you like Wakabi more than yeah, the, like Beastmaster guy, yeah, with the rhinos. Yep. So it was weird because like he he ends up like kind of being like the guy in Thor that with the guns, sort of. You know, yeah, and, like he he ends up being like, eh, all right, I'll go with the bad guy. Well, but he actually had a reason. He had a good reason because like he was pissed because. Claw killed his family. Yeah, he and, also got the, and they about, didn't use their technology to do anything. But right. but then and then also he went out like he gave him his word. Remember, T'Challa's like, all right, I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna bring Claw back. I promise. And then he got away again. Yeah, he broke his heart. Yeah. So then whenever Eric sh- when Killmonger shows up with the dead Claw, he's like, dude, this guy's legit. Like I'm sticking with this guy. So yeah, so I think that's why he was my favorite character. My point about what the Thor thing was like that guy. Like I don't understand why he did it. Also, that's true. I was thinking about this whole time, like as as I was watching the movie, like him and his tribe. Yeah. Like, how did they? Like, how did they get the short end of the stick? They gotta like hang out in huts on the end of the mountain, and everybody is behind the mountain living the dream in Wakanda. Like, how do they make that? They like to live with their animals. They're like the beastmasters. I guess, but that's a that's a that's a raw deal. Some people like to live. In rural areas, some people like to live in the city. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's right. Maybe they're, they're not the, like the guys the that decided to live up in the mountains, and they're like, "Fuck it." That's yeah, true. The, the Mbaku tribe. So this is my question about Mbaku people. They, they don't have any of the technology. They broke away. No, they straight up broke away from the the tribes of like. Indian well, tribe. they ended up coming in and saving the day, even though they didn't have the technology. True, true, true. Some okay. So one thing I didn't like going back and forth between what we liked, what we didn't like. We talked about some of the shoddy CGI, right? Yeah. What we the didn't s- really talk about is the suits. The really suits, bad. man. That's exactly what I was going to say was the suits. Yeah. I don't like, particularly the end fight. You just have like, I, I'm not, I don't like hero versus hero. Like I hate when the heroes fight in another version of themselves, which we had that again. Yeah. I think you were talking about this too, about like how I felt like the kinetic energy thing was just a ploy so you could tell the difference. Yeah, they had like the same suit. The same suit. But one had yellow and one had purple. So you could like, so that's like how you could be like, this is Black Panther, T'Challa, and this is Killmonger. Killmonger. And so then they're like, all right, well, what we need to make their suits like kind of faltering. But it looks like when you're playing a video game and it's like kind of glitching. It's like buffering or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was, I'm convinced that they're like, okay, we are way over budget here. We still got this big fight scene at the end. We got to do this on the cheap because it looked like not only did their suits not look great, but all the surrounding stuff didn't look very good. It looked like a like a early, like a mid 2000s movie. It, it like reminded me of like a scene from Tron a little bit. Yeah. Which came out in like 2006. 
You know what I mean? Which it was like I, I I didn't really care to be honest. I didn't really care for the aesthetic of his new suit. I didn't really like his new suit. I liked I, like how it like would fold up around him and stuff. What but, was the old suit? Just a suit. Civil War, just a suit, and he had a helmet and took it off. I I didn't know it was different. So you mean you didn't like the one that comes out of the necklace? Yeah, I think that I didn't. But it had a good like story point to it because they as they got like expelled from the palace his sister grabbed the necklace so she had his suit for him yeah i agree it was which was weird because like she thought he was dead at the time but maybe she could wear it yeah she was taking it for herself that would have been cool i thought that she was i thought she was for sure oh did you see her take it i don't remember i don't remember i don't remember here's the thing i was thinking too this is kind of weird but if you were like the guy flying the plane, like the Everett same Ross, like, yeah, this is the same thing in um, I think it was Thor, might have been Gar- no Guardians of the Galaxy. They have all those guys flying the virtual planes. Like you wouldn't be as good of a pilot because you know like care. nothing's gonna happen right. to you. Like y- the plane's gonna blow up, and that's like probably expensive. But this one though, he had that other plane firing on him, so he had a little bit of pressure. And in the end, but like in the first part, I'm like thinking like i don't know i was just thinking like i guess i if it was me it would feel like a video game and i'd be like oh if it blows up whatever i'll move on and i wouldn't be as good as if i was actually in the plane that's just a weird thought that i had (laughs) i don't know was it the same thing with the car and the virtual car remember when she's driving like the lexus yeah a little bit so i think i think the last piece we should just talk about quickly too is that this was i think the first we talked about a little bit at the beginning too about the social commentary but this was for sure the first marvel movie that I think had something to say, like it had a, a weight behind it, and a and a world, a, like kind of a real world message to it. Yeah, do you agree? Yeah, like I said, like they could have easily like kind of skirted it, like had a, had a little bit of the message, but then like kind of skirted around it for it to be safe. And they, I don't feel like they did. No, like even that till the end, like Killmonger was saying, he's like, uh, "We could save you." He's like, "No, I'm not gonna be in chains." Like. Yeah, no, he, like he said something about like bondage about his he's gonna put him in the ocean like his ancestors who rather than being bondage like jumped off the ship and killed themselves like yeah, the slave that's ships like super heavy very intense but I, I i you can call it a message i guess the, the, the or or what they were saying to me what he was kind of saying the whole idea was that t'challa was realizing like he was torn because he wants to help black people around the world and he has the technology killmonger's like well we should just be on the top and we can right. control everything he's like well everyone has beaten us down over the generation yeah. like it's our turn to rise up and, yeah you know and, and t'challa was was like well that just makes us as bad as the people that did that to us right we need to find a better way and it's the same thing like using our technology but to empower black people around the world in a different way it's kind of the right. story that i got or not just black people oppressed people like people who need help people who are poor people who are in like disenfranchised parts of society that can't you know that kind of get overlooked by not to use like a term that everyone uses but like elites or like rich people. right and they used the word i mean they use like colonizers and like you know they really did not shy away from no that whole thing like you know that whole theme and yeah when they shouldn't have. No. You know, I was at the Field Museum on Saturday, and I went to an exhibit that's about 
um, how things have transferred over time. Like now we have technology that transfers, but, but even in like, um, in the Mediterranean and Egypt and that area, like between 500 BC and 200 AD, ideas were getting passed along. Right. And they were talking about how like a lot of the stuff you see are pictures of like rich people. And what you don't realize is that like these pictures of things don't show the actual majority of people, which were like slaves that like built the pyramids and stuff. And they said in that thing, just like we see like the white house and the Capitol and we don't realize that those were built by slaves. And I thought right. that was really interesting because, like, when we were growing up, which isn't even that long ago, obviously, they that kind of stuff wasn't, like, talked about in textbooks and history books no, and museums, yeah. like, as bl- blunt as that. And I really appreciated Black Panther for, for not tiptoeing around that stuff. And I also appreciated it for being a good movie on top of having that, like, right. theme and message. Like I said before, too, I don't think that... If they wouldn't have talked about it, if they wouldn't have, it would have felt more strange for them not to than, you know, what they did. You know what I mean? Like, I think it would have felt out of place for them not to address it directly. Yeah. Like the themes that they you, did. You would have been like, well, this, you know, was a good opportunity for that. Right. I, I, they talk, They had like kind of the talk about guns. Remember the um, Okayu, I think? Yeah. Was like... um primitive weapons and like kind of like calling out like you know the fact that people use guns a lot i think that was a star wars uh prequel reference whenever obi-wan clumsy remember when he was trying he has to use a gun he said he's like primitive weapons yeah talking about guns i don't think it was but yeah (laughs) (laughs) no there's no no episode three references i um yeah i'm with you man i think that they did a really good job i think the post credit scene which you didn't see really nails it on the head he was like on times of in times of challenge like only fools build walls it was like a straight up like yeah and it was like i guess it's an old proverb like it's like a there's really no need to be subtle right right now right because the like what's happening on the other side is so not subtle that right. being subtle would just be it'd be lost it'd be lost yeah i agree yeah i agree so like you said though like they had it had that plus it was an awesome flick all around so we should probably give it at our our patent rating see it stream it skip it so i would certainly say yours it's a see it if you haven't seen it already yeah, I would like to see it again. I, I don't know if I'll get the opportunity to see it in the theaters again, but I'll, I'll definitely buy it when it comes out. I know that. For sure. I will say I wanted to see it the first time to like really see if like like what we talked about at the end of this, like if there was a message and like how it like portrayed it, and just that just interests me. I kind of want to see it again though because I thought it was fun. Like the brother sister like dynamic was really fun, and it just made you feel good to that's, watch it. I like, know. Well, that's the thing is like that's what's so incredible about this movie is like that it was able to do all of that, all of this, all these things we talked about in a fun movie. Yeah. In a Marvel movie, in a comic book movie. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, 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 it's an achievement, man. It's a thing. Like it's, it's a movement right now. Like it's a pop culture thing. Like, yeah, it's not just co- like podcasts like us talking about it. Like it's NPR podcasts covering it. It's news covering it. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's not just comic book. It's transcended the genre really. Oh yeah, which is awesome. It's transcended Hollywood. The movies, right. like it's it's 
Yeah, it's cool. I like I said before, like I thought it was a good movie, a great comic book movie. Um, and I'm, you know, I'll definitely see it. I'll definitely watch it again. All right, man. I think that should do it, huh? We should wrap up this one shot. Yep. Glad we talked about it. Definitely. It was like a couple weeks since we did our spring preview. So, um, I know March is pretty busy for us both. So hopefully we will get around to, to doing just maybe another regular episode here in the near, in the near future. In the meantime, thanks for listening guys. As always, uh, how do you find us? We are Tim Nick CBP on Twitter. That's at Tim Nick CBP. Tim Nick CBP at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email. Uh, hashtag Tim Nick CBP on Twitter as well. We are on SoundCloud. We have our website, TimNickCBP.com. Uh, we got a couple articles by our buddy Drew up there. I think Nick's going to be posting another one here in the near future. Some great stuff. And you can find links to all of our podcasts there as well. Um, what else? We're on SoundCloud, Pod Oasis iTunes. Hop on into the Oasis. (laughs) We're on all the good platforms. By the way, you can use that if you want, but it's actually ripped off from a gas station. (laughs) Out here in Chicago. But uh, yeah, we will uh, see you next time, hopefully in a couple weeks. All right. Cheers.